Yo, welcome back, guys. It's Four Wins in June. We're here. It's right before the All-Star break. We're excited. Sure. We're stoked. There's a lot of news coming out. We're getting some heated up to trade rumors. Uh, All-Star reserves come out tonight. Uh, and there's a shootout coming out coming up soon. Danon has a lot on stake here. Oh, yeah. The Steph versus Sabrina shootout. It's what we've been waiting for. You know, all those videos. <laughs> waiting of, for is a stretch. It's all those videos of everyone asking, who's better? Who's the greatest shooter, Steph or Sabrina? And they go to the WNBA games, and everyone says Sabrina. It's like, okay, give her the same ball and the same distance. We'll yeah. see about that. But anyway. Now, originally the event is going to take this place to All-Star Weekend, All-Star Saturday. And it was originally going to be Sabrina shooting from the WNBA three-point line and Steph shooting from the three point, NBA three-point line and each of their respective balls. But Sabrina said on Twitter after people were calling her out, she said, screw it, I'll shoot from the NBA three-point line. Which everyone's like, oh, that must not be a big of a difference. That's three feet difference. Like, that's a decent-sized difference. Like, it's almost equidistant, the distance from NBA to the free-throw line yeah. is where the WNBA three-point line is. Yeah. So that's a big difference. Like, respect to Sabrina. Like, it makes it a little more legitimate if she wins. Yeah. I think uh, Steph's in a cell just, you know, but. No shot. No shot Steph loses. Respectfully, no shot. I mean, I just think that he'd do it for, you know, for other reasons. Dude, he would get clowned so hard. I don't think he'd get clowned. I think they'd just be like, like, Sabrina is the best. Everyone go watch the WNBA. I think it's all a stunt. I think Steph's in on it. Anyway. But here's the real question. What would be more embarrassing? If Steph loses to Sabrina as the greatest shooter of all time or Draymond losing to Kevin Hart? Oh, I think Kevin Hart. Really? Yeah. I mean, the question is: is the because like that doesn't like that is the difference between Steph and Draymond bigger than the difference between Sabrina and Kevin Hart? Because uh, I think the difference between Steph and Draymond is bigger. Yeah. No, I agree. So I think it'd be li- the, the the reason why it's more embarrassing is because Steph Curry is undoubtedly the greatest shooter in the history yeah. of the game. Yeah. And if he loses to Sabrina. Yeah, but I don't think that like does anything. It's it puts an like, asterisk. No, it doesn't because it's just a dumb competition versus it puts like an asterisk. Like you don't even know what he's doing. Like, it puts like what asterisk. if he's sold? <laughs> I just think I just I expect him to lose so that Sabrina. It's all for the PR stunt. It's all maybe everyone go watch Sabrina. But like every time go watch that the N- you ever WNBA. say if he loses, every time you ever say Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, I'm gonna say no, he's not. <laughs> If he I'm loses, a, and I'm gonna be like, and you're gonna have no comeback. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I hope they give Sabrina a ring. I'm gonna be night night. <laughs> I hope they give Sabrina a ring if she wins to prove that she's a better shooter. Than <laughs> oh my gosh, you, Steph is not gonna lose that. He better. I not. mean, if he doesn't, I, there's nothing. It's just, it's just a PR stunt. But anyway, we'll see. Anyway, uh, speaking of PR, KD <laughs> went on a little tour on Twitter saying he did not want a tribute video from the Nets. Now, last night came and went, and he did get a tribute video. It was a pretty nice tribute video. I mean, he did have some good playoff series, playoff runs as a Brooklyn Net. Um, he always – I felt like he fit in well in that organization. It kind of, like, made sense for him to be a Brooklyn Net. Um, and so I thought that he deserved one just because they, they were a good mesh. Now, it sucks that Harden and Kyrie were told Difas that – it took his net career way off course and forced them to trade him. But I think he deserved a tribute to video, and I think it was a good one. Yeah, 
Yeah, I can understand like where he's coming from and not receiving one because it's like, what did you do? Like, nothing really. Yeah. Like that whole thing was kind of an S show. So I can respect that. But also if you're looking from the Nets, it's like, yeah, you really invested your whole thing. It didn't really work out. But, you know, he gave the fans moments to cheer for. And I'm sure I didn't see it, but I'm sure they highlighted that in their video. For yeah, sure. I mean, you have a top 15 player of all time in your franchise. You got to give him some little respect. Yeah. No matter how little he did, which KD did a lot more than. It's not like they're going to hang his jersey in the Raptors. The Raptors. Probably not, but you never know. Yeah. Who else are they so. hanging up there? D'Lo? Deron Williams all the way. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do they have anyone hanging in the Raptors? Garnett? No, shot. <laughs> no, just kidding. I, they shouldn't have anyone. I don't know. Vince Carter? Gerald Green? Richard Jefferson. Just all these random nets. Anyway, but, yeah, I think it's nice. It's just what you have to do as an organization. Yeah. But uh, I can understand where he's coming from. Uh, anyway, the reaction, let's get our reaction from the all-star starters. Um, I think it was pretty much straightforward. Yeah, I think we nailed it spot on. The, really, the only real debate was uh, Dame Lillard versus Jalen Brunson, which we said on the pod that – that was going to happen, yep. and we didn't agree with it then. I still don't agree with it. Yeah, I think Brunson totally should have <laughs> got that. And other one like that we were talking about was, of course, Steph. But like, <laughs> not very many people were talking about that one. Well, I it mean, was just, it was all over like Instagram. Did Steph get snubbed or whatever? Like, I saw posts, but like, I don't think so. Like, he definitely reminded after everyone like like counted him out or whatever. Like he didn't get the starting job like the game after like he's been on a tear the last few games yeah it's so like, it's like it's no knock to Steph Curry to say no yeah he wasn't snubbed it's just Luke and SGA had crazy seasons so yeah. far so that's that's uh it's not a knock at Steph. so yeah it's just, it is what it is yeah um but let's get into our all-star reserves they uh, are announced tonight 7 p.m eastern on TNT before Celtics Lakers great game to watch after um but yeah, on TNT, Chuck and the Shaq and the crew are gonna be announcing them. So we wanted to go over our picks. We prepared our picks, and I, I was gonna say, I got some spicy takes right now. You got the spicy takes. So, so how, do, how do we want to do this? There's how many spots start, do we have to fill? So there's two guard, three forward, and two wild card spots. Okay. For each conference. Okay. So let's just start with the Eastern Conference. Let's go guard, forward, and flex. Okay. You want to start with your guards? Okay. So I'm gonna pick Brunson. Because yep. he got snubbed. And then I'm going to have to go with Maxi, I think, because he's proven himself like a big leap mm-hmm. from last year to this year. And everyone thought that the Sixers were going to be kind of out, but they're still kind of relevant. Um, when Harden left, they thought they counted mm-hmm. him out. But Maxi has filled that role, and I think he's he deserves it more than, you know, Mitchell or um, Trey Young. Yeah. Like – Everyone will say, I mean, maybe Trey Young go in there, but I we'll just, talk about Trey Young later. Yeah. But he's definitely not gonna be one of the top two guards. Anyway, that's my thing. My, I think it's yeah. Brunson and Maxi there. For my two guards, obviously I had Jalen Brunson. I thought he should be a starter. He's a, he's balling out, having a great season. My second guard spot, I gave it to Donovan Mitchell. That's I think fair. Donovan Mitchell is leading the Cavs. I think people aren't really talking enough about how well they're playing. Ever since Brian Winhorst put out that comment saying something's weird going on in Cleveland, the Cavs have been on a tear, and mm-hmm. no one's really talking about it. And I want to give Donovan Mitchell his respect because he's been hooping. Yeah. 
So my two guards are Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll let you go first for the front court then. Front court is where it gets a little tricky, but I think the three front court main players are pretty solid for me. It's going to be Jalen Brown. Obviously, the Celtics have the best record in the league. They deserve at least two Mm All-Stars. Jalen Brown's going to make it. And then I put Bam in a bio because Bam is having an excellent season. He's playing a lot of games. Defensively, he's there, and he's just killing it, and he deserves one All-Star. And then I put Paolo Bancaro. The Magic started out super hot, but he they've been kind of tailing off because Franz, Franz Wagner, Dayton's favorite player, the Warriors definitely should have drafted him, um, was out for a little bit, so they've been kind of falling off. But Paolo is having fantastic gear. I think he's 100% an all-star. So my three are Bam, Jalen Brown, and Paolo Bancaro. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to second you with the Jalen Brown and Bam. But I think I'm going to go at least for like the for now because yeah I get two wild cards I'll probably throw Ben Caro in the wild card but I'm going to pick Randall Julius Randall uh, I think that if you're throwing the Bucks out there with Damian Lillard and Giannis and then you have the Celtics with with Tatum and Brown I think New York gets two with Brunson and Randall so so this may be a little sneak peek into my wild card spots I do not have Julius Randle as an all-star. Dang. I think Julius Randle had an awful start to the season. He had a stretch of good games, which is why people are picking him. But he got hurt again. He's missed a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. And I just don't think that, one, the Knicks really deserve two all-stars. And, two, I don't think Randle is deserving an all-star this year. Yeah, so that's fair. it's a little spoiler, but you want to go first in your flex? Uh, yeah, I'll pick uh... – Ben Carroll for my flex there, and then <laughs> there's no way I'm saying Derek White, but uh, I didn't pick Donovan Mitchell, so I'm picking Donovan Mitchell there. Okay, respect. So Ben Carroll and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, um, that's respectable. I think Donovan yeah. Mitchell's a lock to get it. Yeah, um, I think Ben Carroll's probably a lock. Um, for my two flexes, I debated really hard because I really wanted to put. Derek White in here. But I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey has had a great season. He's kind of cooled down since Embiid started missing games, which is the only reason I wanted to put Derek White in there. But I couldn't do that because my next pick is going to be Kristaps Porzingis. I'm giving the Celtics the third All-Star because if you watch the games, you could argue Kristaps Porzingis is the second best player in the Celtics. If you watch the games, the, the impact that Chris Asperzingis has is an all-star level impact. He's played as many games as Embiid, and no one batted an eye at that. So he's not missing enough games. He's hooping. The Celtics are clear-cut above the rest of the league. I think they have at least four and a half games on everyone else. They have five in the East. I think they deserve three all-stars. I'm giving the nod to Chris Asperzingis. Okay, okay. I mean, I could say that. Derek White's been the best player on the Celtics for some games. Yeah, so he had a he had a rough January ever since the old man in the three pod. Yeah. He had a kind of shooting slump, but the impact that Chris Porzingis has is just insane. So I want a reward for him for it, and I think I guess you would give with it the Randall injury. Yeah, with I Randall. think Porzingis has a good shot making it. I bet you Randall gets in, and then Porzingis is like the replacement. I could see that happening. And you also have another one because we don't know about Embiid, but he got an MRI. Yeah. I don't know. Embiid can miss some times. I mean, 
the big question for guards, obviously, is Tyrese Halliburton's hamstring. Will they play him in the All Star game? He came back against the Celtics, but only played like twenty minutes. Oh, he'll he'll play um, in the All Star game. It, he will just because it's an indie. Yeah, I bet. There's no way he. If it was in other games, he probably wouldn't play. Yeah, the Pacers would be careful with him, but because it's an indie, he needs to play. But yeah, he'll he'll be on the court. He'd probably just yeah play less. Um, but yeah, my big snubs I had was uh, Derek White, obviously uh, Julius Randle, Trey Young, Jimmy Butler, and Drew Holiday. Um, those are the five names I was considering afterwards. Um, but yeah, my so my overall reserves to the East are Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, Chris Asprazingis, Paolo Bancaro, Jalen Brown, and Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, and I'll say mine too. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I got Maxey, I got uh, Bam, I got Bancaro, I got Brown, I got Randall. And I got Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. There's your to, there's your East. Onto the West, which I had a little more fun with the West. I don't think it's gonna be accurate, but I am very passionate about these players. So I'll, I always start out with the guards. Um, I think this is gonna be pretty unanimous between us. I think Steph Curry. I think Anthony Edwards. My two guards. Yeah, I agree. I think pretty unanimous. They both probably could have started in the East over uh, Damian Lillard. They're both having great seasons. They're both going to be all-stars. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Um, and then the front court, because we have LeBron already. We have Jokic already. And was it KD? Yeah. Right? So that leaves some room for players there. I think I'm going to give one. I have to give someone on the Clippers. So I'm going to give that to Kawhi. So I have to get Kawhi in there. Honestly, I could put Paul George in there too, but I think I'm just going Kawhi for now. I think Kawhi, I think... This is tough. That third four spot is tough because there's a name that everyone wants you to give, but you don't want to give. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. If... you haven't figured it out yet. The name is Anthony Davis. I know. I don't want to give it to him. But I, don't. <laughs> but I know he's going to be an all-star. I, don't. I know he's going to be an all-star, so I'm going to pick him. Okay. But that, that I just said what I said, so I don't think he should, but he's going to be in anyway because it's Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and I have to put someone on the Kings, so it's, I don't think I'd give it to Fox, so I think Sabonis. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's pretty safe three forward spots. That's probably the most likely three forward spots. But I want to hear. Fun with it. I want to hear yours. I did have Kawhi Leonard because the Clippers are on a tear. Ever since Tyron Lue said, "Give me ten games with the, since the Jim Martin trade," and ever since then they've been lighting people up. Mm-hmm. They came into Boston, they smacked the Celtics. They've looked really, really good. Tyron Lue has those boys hooping. So I gave it to Kawhi Leonard. And I also gave it to Paul George. Okay. I'm giving the Clippers two All Stars. I think Paul George doesn't get enough respect for what he does, and I think he's having a great year. And I want to give him that respect because end of the day, I value winning when I choose my All Stars over individual stats. And I think Paul George has the greater impact on winning. And so my my third forward spot though is gonna be a little uh, hot take. I want someone who. Both of their team has a good record. I want to represent them, which I don't think many people are. But I also want someone who's going to be fun to watch. No disrespect to Devonta Sabonis, but him in the All-Star game is kind of boring. 
because his game doesn't fit the mold of fast pace, run, dunk, shoot threes, have a good time. Mm-hmm. So nothing but disrespect to Montez Sabonis, he did not make my all-star ballot. Instead, I have Zion Williamson. Wow. I want a player from the Pelicans. They're currently seventh in the in the West. They have a good record. They're above the Mavs right now. They No one's really talking about them getting an all-star. You could argue Brandon Ingram over him, but I just want to see Zion and, uh, Williamson play in the all-star game. We don't have John Morant this year to do the high-flying dunks. We need someone else to do it, and I want to see Zion in the all-star game. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I can, I can get behind that. I want to give good teams all-stars. I can get behind I don't want to reward the Lakers, who are the ninth seed and a barely 500 record. They're below 500 right now, actually. I don't yeah. want to reward a below 500 team with two all-stars. Yeah, I wouldn't either. That's why I'm not saying anyone else on the Warriors, even though none of them else. <laughs> none of them should deserve it. That's true. Anyway, um, so now... I'd be this, a fool. This is where it gets a little... I think we're we're going to have two completely different wild-card spots. Yeah. So do you want to go first? I'll go first. So I think I've been hating on him all season. I I don't really like him, but I'm going to give it to Booker because, I mean, he's putting up the numbers, like, if you look at it. That's all. He's putting up great numbers. That's all. Like, it's just he scores uh, when he plays. Like, he may not fit the the point guard, but, like, out of Booker, (coughs) KD – and Beal, Booker's been the most reliable on that team. I can say that this season, for sure. I would probably say KD's been the most reliable, just because he's played the most games. Yeah. Booker missed a good stretch of the season. But just when he plays, I've seen Booker's like... Booker's been elite. I've seen Booker just be on every single night when he plays. And KD, I've been. seen him slump. Even though KD's actually had an insane stretch, say- too. But... Booker has dropped 50 points like two nights in the last week, and both of them came in losses. Yeah. Just saying. Usually that happens when you score a lot. Unless it's hard Jason to score Tatum. a lot and win. Jason Tatum's 8-0 when he drops 50 points. Just saying. Dang. Go. Anyways, so your so, second wild card. So I think – and then my second one, you kind of convinced me with the Paul George, so I think I'll All right. pick him. Respect. Yeah. I think the Clippers do get two All-Stars. Yeah. Because um, they're thir- third in the – the yeah. West now, right? Or they fourth. are they're third or fourth? They're third. tied. They're third. They're because it goes it goes Minnesota, then Denver, then the Clippers, and then Thunder. Now they're all like it's Timberwolves, Thunder, Clippers, Nuggets. Okay. Oh, yeah. I feel like they change every day. Yeah, the Clippers and Nuggets are basically tied. Like technically, the Nuggets are only one and a half games back of the Thunder of the Timberwolves, but the Clippers have better winning percentage because they play more games. Okay, yeah. And so the Clippers are technically ahead by percentage points. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they get two All-Stars. Um, but for my two wild card, I had to show some love to the Sacramento Kings. I didn't choose a bonus. I chose De'Aaron Fox. Fox. Because he's more of an All-Star type player. He's more fun to watch, having a great year. Um, if it wasn't so stacked in the West with guards, I think it would be more unanimous that he makes it. I think he deserves it, and he's a great player. So I'm going to put him in there. Give some respect to the Kings. And then for my last all-star spot, I'm just going to list the name of people that I don't have right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have AD. I don't have Book. I don't have Ingram, Kyrie Irving, Laurie Markkinen, Cat, or Rudy Gobert. Yeah. My last all-star spot. The first three. But, yeah, what are you going to throw I'm out I'm giving here? to a guy who's been deserving of this his whole career, 
has gone unfortunate. They've called in the Mike Conley of this era. I'm giving it to Jamal Murray. Oh, my gosh. The Nuggets deserve two All-Star spots. The reigning champs right in there for first in the East, only a game and a half back. Jamal Murray is a bucket. And the fact that he's never been an All-Star is a crime. And I think it deserves to end this year. I'm giving the Nuggets some respect. I'm giving Jamal Murray an All-Star spot. Okay, that's a hot take, but it's like I could see it. He deserves the it. Old, I know he deserves it. But I value winning over personal stats. I ain't giving the Laker another spot when but, Jamal Murray deserves it. But you know what's going to happen. They're going to give it to AD. That's they're going they're... to. It's going to piss me off. So all my Nuggets friends out there, going to war for you. <laughs> Jamal Murray is an all-star. He's one of the best playoff performers of this generation, and the fact he doesn't have one is a crime. Put Jamal in the all-star game. He is an all-star player, but there's only so, so many. Give him the title. There's only, there's only so many spots, Court. The fact that the Nuggets have been this dominant for this long, and they've only gotten one all-star every year, is a crime. I don't want to hear no Timberwolves deserve two all-stars with Rudy Gobert. No. no one wants to see Rudy Gobert in the All-Star game. Or we want to see Jamal Murray. I guess. I guess. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Give Denver what they deserve. Jamal Let's Murray, see. All-Star 2024. With an asterisk. Because you know it's not going to happen. You're just going to have to pray that someone gets hurt. I'll never pray for someone to get hurt. Well, just pray speaking, that the NBA does what's right. Speaking of praying for someone to get hurt, uh, Joel Embiid. Um, <laughs> uh, he sat out the last two games until the Warriors game on the second night of back to back, and he played. I don't. I think he was on a minutes restriction. I don't know, but he was definitely out in the morning when I checked NBA.com, and then you know an hour before it changed to DTD. Or, or no, GTD, Game, game Time Decision. And then he ends up playing. So it's another one. I don't know if he's all saw uh, my, uh, Mike Malone talk about that with the Nuggets when he was like, oh, his injury report was out, and then we didn't have time to prepare because they just switched it. So the same kind of crap happened with the Warriors. But anyway, we smacked them. We finally got a win. And uh, Embiid <laughs> fell to the ground, and Kaminga kind of like landed on him and his knee, you could kind of see it extend a little bit. Mm-hmm. It didn't really seem like much, but that was the same knee that he was out for. Yeah. So we'll see about it's that. It's unfortunate. It, it's all due to the new qualifying rule. Um, to clarify, you need to play in at least 65 games to qualify for any postseason awards, including MVP. So obviously Joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber year, but he needs to play 65 games. He now he can only miss five more games to qualify. And if this injury is really serious, he could miss those games really quick. Mm-hmm. And so the thought around it is that Joel Embiid wasn't going to play, but he kind of pushed himself to play because he didn't want to miss another game and be able to qualify for MVP. So the question now is, is 65 games too high of a bar or is it just unfortunate injury luck? See, I understand where you're coming from is like, like – where people are coming from with uh, 65 games he was pushed to play, right? Yeah. But then I can argue that what about all these other games where you were like, you know, maybe on like the, the fence and then you didn't play? And, like, when you are on the fence, at least, like, just, like, for me, I know I'm not, like, an NBA player, but, like, if I was, like, just playing in games, like, I know when I'm kind of hurt. Like, I know when I have, like, something lingering, like like an ankle or something, and guess what I do? Do I play 100%? No. 
So it's like, take that in consideration. Why are you on the ground at the end of the game with like what thirty seconds left, minute like under a minute left, and it was like what five eight point game? I think it was eight point game. Like it's kind of a stretch. Like I don't know. I get I get yeah. the thing, but it's like. Of course that's going to happen at the end of the game when you're making, like, a play diving on the ground and stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's part of, like, smart, and it's part of, like, yes, the rule, like, of 65 games pushing you to play. But yeah. I think, like, managing the smaller stuff before yeah. and getting yourself in a situation where, oh, if I am actually injured, like, then, you know – Save it for that kind it's of thing. It's kind of like if you use all your vacation days in January and then come summertime you want to take a trip for your family and you realize, oh, crap, I don't have any vacation days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just unfortunate that it happened, that he got hurt. But you got to look at all the other games he missed and realize what games could he have played to not be at risk for the 65 games. Yeah. Because, like, it is – it's going to be weird if he does not qualify for MVP because he's having such a great year. But you also got to think about statistically how inflated his stats would be if you count his stats only playing 20 less games than someone else. And of those games, how many of those teams are below 500? Let's exactly. just say it. Like, he didn't show up for the big ones, but he showed up for against the struggling yeah. Warriors who are below 500. But, like, even before Pistons, that. Wizards, Hornets, yep. man. Yep. So it's like, uh, I can see what you're doing there. And I like the analogy of, yeah, like, this is a business. You know, everyone else has normal nine to five jobs. You have normal time that you can take off. You have six days. And once you're out of that, it's kind of on you. So and also that has a part to do of being an MVP is health. Like, yeah, that's just part of it. It's just unfortunate luck, but it is part of the game. Yeah. MVPs need to be healthy. The most Mm -hmm. valuable asset is availability. Yeah. So like John ja Morant isn't available. He is an MVP, I guess. Like John ja Morant, he could be an MVP. Like if he, you know, played this season, but like he got hurt. Yeah. So I think I saw betting odds this morning. He dropped like fifth in betting odds for MVP. Yeah. Uh, so I think the favorite right now is Nikola Jokic, which he should be because Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should be on year four of the Nikola Jokic MVPs. It should be a Jokic four Pete, but. But my awesome. sleeper. I'm telling you, if SGA, if they, if the Thunder somehow get above the Nuggets in the standings, which I don't know will happen down the stretch, but you never know. I, I just think SGA is putting up an insane season, and it's just because I called it before, kind of a sleeper one. But Yeah, we'll see. I Should have put real money on I, it. I could see SGA winning, but I think the MVP is definitely Jokic. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, speaking of returning to fame, though, Dame Time returned to Portland last night against uh, the Portland Trailblazers, him and Giannis. It was a fully healthy Buck team. They had everyone... Did they have? Wait, they might not have Chris Milton. I couldn't tell because he didn't really do much in the game. I didn't watch, but um, but they're mostly healthy. They had Damon Giannis, so they should have easily waxed the the Trailblazers. But hey, the hardest thing to do is to beat a team with a vendetta, and the Trailblazers had a vendetta, and so the Trailblazers came out there and they played toe to toe with the Bucks and they won the game. Mm-hmm. It came down to a last minute shot. Damian Lillard down one in Portland. Everyone thought. Here comes Dame time. Game winner. It's scripted. And Dame passed the ball to Brooke Lopez. And a thing no one saw coming, Brooke Lopez bricked the three, and they lost the game. Yeah. Um, it should have been Dame. I think – I don't know if, like, he was like, oh, I don't want to miss it kind of thing, so I'll give it to someone else. But he should have shot 
any shot. Like, that's your game. It's a regular season game against the Trailblazers. Mm -hmm. Who gives a crap, right? But it's like your return. So it's like just give them a show. Every fan in that arena wanted to see Dan shoot that. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you got blocked. Like, you need to shoot that shot. I don't care if you got blocked, stolen, or, like, airballed the three. Like, just shoot it. Even besides the fact of, like, it's Portland, it's your return, it's Dame time, the story of it. This is why the Bucks traded for you. To shoot those shots. Not to pass to Brooke Lopez. Giannis could have passed to Brooke Lopez. Like, I've seen that a billion times. Giannis in the clutch drives to the rim, kicks it out to Brooke Lopez for a three. Like, that's happened before. Yeah. The point of giving up Drew Holiday and all those picks to get Damian Lillard was to shoot that shot, and he didn't. Yeah. Which is just mind-boggling. I think Doc told him to pass. Not to <laughs> I'm going to blame it on Doc. Doc's the worst coach. It is easy to blame Doc. Um, and Chris Milton was healthy, so they have no excuses. Yeah. Um, so. So, Doc, you suck. They're 0-2. Yeah. Doc, I mean, I'm going to give him the same 10 games. Ty Lue asked for it the James Harden trade. We'll give them some games to figure it out. They did just whack the Celtics by 50. But what? So I can't really talk. But what did they have to figure out? It's nothing. Plan, like, they're already change. winning. They're already winning. Like, get comfortable in the system. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. New coach. Um, it kind of just sounds like once the Adrian Griffin got fired, they started dancing, and then now it's just going to be chaotic. And then they realize, oh, wait, we still suck at defense. <laughs> yeah. And Damian Lowe's still a traffic cone. Oh, and we got Doc. He's not really a good coach. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know, my son Austin is. <laughs> yeah. um, Anyways, enough about the Bucks. Um, in one week from today, around the same time, is the NBA trade deadline. February 8th. We're excited. There's going to be lots of moves. Um, so we came prepared with three trades we mocked up. Hopefully they aren't just the stereotypical trades that everyone hears on Twitter um, but that we want to see happen. Um, so do you want to go first? Sure, I can go first. So I hope the Warriors listen to my letter as I sent them to the, to Joe Lacob and Mike Dunleavy because one of the trades I, I put on there was I'm not going to talk about Kaminga or Wiggins or any of these other trades that are out there. I think you have to trade Dario Saric. He is My a, guy. He's on a two million dollar contract. It's just it just makes sense. Get anything you can for him. Like get a couple picks. Like maybe it's two second rounders or maybe even a first rounder and some garbage player. But like get him. He's worth so much right now just because you didn't think that $2 million, like, would turn into Darius. Like, that's, like, a shining light in the Warriors' trade assets right now. Yeah. And so I think you use that. I think you trade them to some contender. Maybe it's maybe it's the Celtics. I don't know. Maybe. But, like, some contender that, you know, need maybe it's the Nuggets that needs, like, a bigger player that can, like, facilitate, like, like a Jokic, like a, mm-hmm. like a Draymond kind of player. So – I think I think we use that. That's true. A little sleeper there for the Warriors, but that would be I had a good to. asset for someone to get. Um, I think the Warriors do need to make a move. I think probably in, includes Andrew Wiggins in some sort. Um, but we'll see what happens with the Warriors. See if uh, uh, Mike Dunleavy can put, live up to the Bob Myers reputation. Um, Although Bob never had to deal with this kind of trade deadline scenario, true. but we'll see. But for my first trade, I'm gonna stick in California. I'm going to show some Lakers fans some love. I just roasted AD and y'all for a good segment of the All-Stars, but I'm going to give you guys some help. I think the Lakers should go trade for Laurie Markkinen. I think the Jazz should sell, and I think the Lakers should buy. The trade package I cooked up is 
Laurie Markkinen for Austin Reeves, Jalen Hood Shafino, Max Christie, a twenty twenty five first round pick and a twenty thirty first round pick. So you get two first round picks and three young good players on good contracts from the Lakers. You go all in for the next year when you build around um, Walker Kessler and Keontae George and Austin Reeves. You have a good, you develop those players and then you trade up into the next year draft twenty twenty five and you draft the star. That's what I think the Jazz should do. I think adding two very valuable Laker picks would help them dra- trade up in the draft as well. Yeah. I think Laurie Markkinen would fit I just don't know seamlessly if, next to LeBron AD. I just don't know if that would – yeah, that's the only thing, the fit. I just don't know. You're giving up one good player and two young players you don't really play. Because you have Austin Reeves like on that – like he, he can kind of carry a load like on the bench like – I know. Does he? He comes off the bench, right? I think he starts now. Starts I think now. He back. But he plays a lot with the second unit. I think. Yeah. I think Laurie Markkinen can yeah. run the second unit now. And then you keep D'Lo as your point guard. You run LeBron small forward, Laurie Markkinen at four, AD at the five. You yeah. can do all that. You have a massive lineup. You're huge. You got shooting now. Um, you got a guy who's a proven all star. You go all in. You help build Le- around LeBron right now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Jazz fans, you just the rich get richer, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Laurie Markkinen fits your championship window. I know Jazz fans are gonna be pissed at me for saying you trade Laurie, but I think you gotta do it. And two first round picks from the Lakers, especially that one in twenty thirty, is gonna be very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see it. Um, okay, my second one. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the Dejounte Murray one. But it's not going to be to the Lakers. I think he's going to the Spurs. I think they're going to trade him back. Okay. So I I think it would be fun to see Murray, Vassell, and and Wembanyama and kind of build off of those. That would be a good tra- trade back because they have some good contracts they could trade. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think Zach Collins and Reggie Bullock, things like that. Yeah. They could package together something the for McDermott. Yeah. So we'll McBuckets. see. Uh, Wemby is desperate for. A, Playmaking point guard, so I hope they get someone to help him out. Yeah, even if it's just like TJ McConnell, mm-hmm. like get him something. Yeah, but uh, that's mine. Yeah, I don't really have as much much of big cookers like you. I didn't. I didn't go on the trade simulator. I got. I got a cookie. Man. Yeah. Um, for my second trade, I want to free Demar Derozan. I think Demar Derozan doesn't have many years left, and I want to see him playing good basketball. And so I thought, where could use a good small forward shooting guard with size, excellent mid-range, who can kind of play off-ball with someone really well, doesn't need the ball 100% of the time. And I thought, where better than the Dallas Mavericks? Hmm. Send DeMar Rosen back to Texas to play with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. The trade package I drew up was Tim Hardaway Jr. and Rashawn Holmes and a second-round pick from Toronto. For Demar Derozan, you get how how many years are left on Derozan's contract? It's a one year expiring deal, so they'd have to re-sign him. Yeah. That's why it's just a second round pick, and yeah. not a first round. Yeah. Um, but the Bulls kind of get some more valuable contracts. They can flip in the off season. They get a second round pick from Toronto, which is going to be really good because the Toronto's not going to be very good for the next couple of years. And they're going to get some more assets. They're going to free up the cap, and they're going to be able to make some moves. Um, they'll probably be able to flip Tim Hardaway Jr. to a third team, anyways. Yeah. The Warriors. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it's just a, a win-win trade for both teams. The Mavericks go all in, get that third star who compliments Kyrie and Luka, and then um, the Bulls get kind of the rebuild fund. Yeah, they can get more flexibility. I like that one. I've thought about definitely Tim Harway Jr. being the one on the the Mavericks being moved because mm-hmm. they've had him for a while and it just that hasn't really worked out. And they already have spacing shooters. So um, I think that's a good one too. Um, trying to think of the last one I could could make real quick, but I think I think the the teams that will make moves are like the contenders. Of course, I think the Bucks will make a move, um, get like a defender. Maybe I mean uh, they just don't really have any like assets they like to give back. That's the only thing there. I don't know. I think I'll I'll just let you use your last. I only have two. No, that's good. I can I can share another one I have. I I, I came with four, just in case. So we'll um, share your four then. <laughs> the first one. This is my backup one. I wasn't really proud of. Um, it is Kyle Kuzma. I want to trade him from the Wizards. This oh. team actually just recently did a trade with this team. I want to trade him to the Pistons. I want to trade Kyle Kuzma back home to Detroit. Uh, he's from there. He's a big Lions fan. And he'll fit right in. He's a young player that could kind of lead their young group. They're looking to trade for a big power forward. And I think he'll fit in perfectly, and they could get him for relatively cheap. The, only, the trade package I drew up was Joe Harris, Jaden Ivey, who Jaden Ivey hasn't been playing that much under yeah. Monty Williams, and the 2026 first-round pick. Yeah. So the Wazers get a first-round pick in exchange of Kyle Kuzma. The Pistons get an adult in the room to help develop, and someone that can fit into kind of mold – uh, Kate Cunningham into what he should be. Yeah. So I think they should send Cal Kuzma back home. That's a good one. I I like that. I just I don't know. Those teams are just goofballs. It's kind of a nothing trade yeah. at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. But I just think the Wizards need to move off Kyle Kuzma, and I think and the and the Pistons need to do something different. Yeah, Pistons need to like just anything different. Get a different vibe. Yeah. Different. It's more of a vibe trade. Than yeah. Anything. So that makes sense. Yeah. And so our last one. This is the. Most unrealistic, but I really, really, really wanted to free my boy Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart and the Grizzlies was a good fit, but their season has gone away with like a running train. It's gone. Everyone's hurt. It just sucks. Marcus Smart is hurt right now, but he'll come back soon, and I want him on a contender. So You're going to bring him back. No. I, we're not going to bring him back to Boston. We don't have the money, and we can't anyways. We can't retrade for him. So I thought, I don't want him on the East. I want him somewhere out West where I could use a Marcus Smart. And I landed on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, uh, yeah. I think a backcourt of SGA and Marcus Smart would be disgusting. Because they already have Dort. Yeah. But, like, Smart is kind of like a And upgrade. I think you can get Marcus Smart for really cheap because of the Davis Bertans contract. They basically match one for one. Marcus Smart makes $18 million. Davis Bertans makes $17 million. And then I think if the Grizzlies throw in Kaysen Wallace, who had the rookie this year, who has shown defensive upside, who maybe could fit in be- uh, better with John Morant next year, and then three of their kind of worst th- first-round picks. Yeah. So the first-round pick from Houston this year, Utah this year, and the Clippers this year. Houston one's the best one. Three of them. Jazz and the Clippers are kind of mad. You give Grizzlies three picks? They're kind of mad picks. They're probably going to be like bottom of lottery or like bottom of the first round. I don't. 
give up. I think you just get the Thunder has so many first round picks. I know, but I think you just give like they two still have like three more this year if you trade these three. Yeah, but still, I don't think like there is a such thing as too many first round. picks. I think they could get like I think they would be able to get away with just two. Maybe if you if you give yeah. But if I'm the Grizzlies, I think I'd be able to. You could probably get try and get three. three. Yeah, and then I think. But Martin what if Martin Davis Roddy make the contract? But what finish. if you just gave him Dort? Why would you give Dort? Because that's kind of like Marcus Smart. So you just give Marcus Smart, and then you give but up imagine Dort. two Marcus Smarts. Yeah, but I plus don't know. Dort is like he's good like for big wing players, but like he kind of gets beat off the dribble sometimes with yeah. the small shifty guards. Yeah, which Marcus Smart excels at. Yeah, and so I think Marcus Smart and the Thunder is just a match made in heaven. I want to see him compete in June. I would love to play him in the finals if possible. Free my boy Marcus. Send him to OKC. Yeah. They have the assets. Sam Presti, sometimes you got to spend your picks. That's a good one. Yeah. Bring Marcus Smart to free freedom. That or the if he goes to the Timberwolves. That would be interesting. But, yeah. like. Because, like, they need, know. like, I don't know. Their defense is kind of good right now, and he could, like, make them even better. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. There's and not kind of, like, there. be like a, like, you know, I've been to the finals, kind of. This is how yeah. you do it. Maybe. But anyway. We'll see. That's a good one. I like those. There but, you go. I thought, I thought I'd pick there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's get into the last part um, to our little bets. Uh, Core is up one. I destroyed him last uh, night. Yeah. I think you only think won one game. I lost one, yeah. There's like, what was it? The It was the Nets-Timberwolves. The Wolves sold me. Yeah. Freaking bums, and this and the Warriors freaking collapsed. Yeah, but that's, that's nothing new. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So I need to go first. Obviously, first game of the night we were talking about Lakers Celtics, huge game. Um, about the one year anniversary from the legendary game last year in TD Garden, where LeBron freaked out. Uh, the Pat Bev Cam game, amazing memes came from that game. Obviously, I'm gonna put. Uh, the Celtics in there. I'm gonna pick the Celtics to win the game. There you go. Um, hopefully, we'll see another another acting show. But uh, next we have Pacers at Knicks. Uh, Pacers have uh, they they made it kind of close with Boston kind of at the end. But so uh, you know the Celtics are eleven and a half point favorites. So that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I think they win by that many. Um, but they're at the Knicks, and the Knicks have been on a tear. I think I'm going to take the Knicks. I don't know what the point is, but I'll probably take them, whatever they're at. Let me see. The Knicks are minus two and a half point favorites. Okay. Yeah, I'll take them. Take them for sure. Yep, and then the next game of the night is Cavs at Grizzlies. Um, it should be a good game. I mean, Cavs are minus eight-point favorites, which makes sense. The Grizzlies, like I said, really don't have anyone. Yeah. So I think the Cavs do kind of just work the Grizzlies. I'm taking the Cavs. And then last we have the Sixers at the Jazz, and I don't know. I would probably assume Embiid is out. Yeah, and so, beats out. He's back in Philadelphia again at MRI. Um, the Jazz are four and a half point favorites. So I'm going to take the Jazz. Let's go, let's go, Jazz. Take note. Let's go. All right. So I get the Sixers. Not that I want the Sixers, but I got them. There you go. <laughs> um, I think the Jazz at home. 
Uh, they beat the Sixers already. I'm not sure if Maxi and uh, Tobias Harris are going to play or not, but I think the Jazz are a good pick there. There we go. So there's our uh, <clears throat> all-star reserve selections. We have some little trade ideas and our little picks. So a lot to look forward to tonight. You'll get those at 7. 7 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Eastern. So that's 5 o'clock over here and 4 p.m. for the Pacific. But, uh, yeah, keep an eye out. Hopefully uh, we get some of these uh, projections right. Hopefully Jamal Murray's an all-star. Get my boy the recognition he deserves. Get Chris Asperzingis the recognition he deserves. All-star them boys. You know you know I want you know I want to give it to him, but you know everyone is going to put AD, but it's going to be lame. I'm going to boo when they give AD this one. It's just classic. Yep. But uh that should do it today on Four Wins in June and we will see you next time. Peace.